we were the first successful one in the U.S., which I don't really care about because it worked. It really doesn't matter if I was the first or the 20th or the 700th. I mean, it worked. What we set out to do worked. When a woman has a non-functioning or non-existent uterus, the idea of delivering a baby is simply a dream. But in 2017, this dream became a reality for the first time ever in the United States, when a woman who was born without a uterus gave birth after Taylor donated her uterus. Taylor is a registered nurse in Texas who I cannot believe is here with us to share not only her inspiring but medically groundbreaking journey. This is a truly special episode. Thanks for listening and welcome back to Emergency Entrance. Oh, and just when you thought you got away with it, you slipped through the cracks, you pulled one on me, you slipped and slid through this intro without having to hear it. You're wrong. I'm back. I'm back at you with the, the like, subscribe, rate, leave a comment, share with a friend, share with a stranger. Here we go. Hey Taylor, we're so excited to have you here with us today. So many people aspire to change the world and although you might not admit it, I think it's safe to say that you were truly a part of doing just that. But before we get into that, you're also a nurse. So can you tell us what led you to pursue a career in nursing? So when I was in the fourth or fifth grade, I guess, I uh, developed an arrhythmia. And at the time they thought it was Wolf Parkinson White. It's not. Uh, but anyway, it just, it frustrated. It, the way that the cardiologist explained it totally made sense. And I was just like, that's awesome. I want to be able to do that one day to explain things that a lot of people just don't understand because it's medical terminology and it doesn't make sense and it just goes over their heads. But I want to be the person that can explain that to them. So I was going to be heart surgeon. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I set my goals way too high, way too high. And then I decided that I was going to uh, get a degree in biology. And I was like, what am I going to do with a degree in biology? Nothing, nothing. So I ended up going with nursing because as a nurse, I can take care of my patients. I can explain things to them and I can go home at the end of the day. I'm not going to get called <laughs> after hours. Uh, my family will be able to come first one day when I decide to have a family. This was obviously a long time ago, but yeah, that, I mean, I just, my dad's a fireman paramedic and it, it just kind of, that stuff doesn't gross me out. So that was another bonus <laughs> that I could take care of all of these problems and not feel like I was going to vomit like my mom does, who's an educator. So <laughs> it just was, it just kind of seemed that I was always on that path. I just never really knew exactly what. And then nursing, nursing is what fit the best for me. Just out of curiosity, because I'm not sure. What area of nursing do you work in right now? Now I work in, I'm an infusion center manager. So I work for an infectious disease practice that also has an infusion center. And we infuse all sorts of medications for like rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, Crohn's, osteoporosis, lupus, um, multiple sclerosis, CVID or hypogammaglobulinemia. Uh, we do a lot of IVIG, stuff like that. So I was an infusion. Well, I started out in med surge, did that for three years. I was done. I was like, <laughs> if I don't leave now and I have to come back, I will never come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> shift nursing was just, it was a lot. And we worked on a, like an ortho floor. So we were like revolving door, probably like the ED, right? Like 
you're just revolving door of patients and yeah. admits and discharges all day long. I was just like, I just can't, I just, I need a break. And so I found this, my husband works Monday through Friday, eight to five. I work Monday through Friday, eight to five. And it's been great ever since, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. I got certified in IG therapy last year in October, um, or I guess December when I finally took the test. It's just, it's just nice, right? Cause there's so many different aspects of nursing and this, this works really well for me and my family and I get to help people feel better. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing how many different, like whenever we talk to somebody, I love hearing the different areas because it just shows there's so many different directions nursing can go in. Like one degree can lead you to a million places in nursing. Taking it back to the beginning, can you tell us how you found out about the uterus transplant clinical trial and what led you to your decision in being a possible donor to a stranger? Yeah, so kind of before I found out about the trial, I wanted to be a surrogate. I had two extremely easy pregnancies, two extremely easy deliveries. And so I was like, you know, why not? Let's do this for somebody else. I have family members that had struggled to have um, children that had fertility issues. And um, I had one point before we even had kids had told my husband, I said, you know, if, if this one can't have a baby, like I'm going to have the baby for her because she's just that kind of person that deserves to be like, a mom because she's just so awesome and she would be a great mother. So yeah, I want to do this. And after a lot of discussion, we decided that was not for us. He was like, you know, the boys aren't, cause I have two boys. So he's like, they're not going to understand that, you know, you went through this whole nine month process and then you don't come home with a baby. <laughs> and he was like, I think it's going to be hard on them, hard on you. And so we just decided that was not for us. So then I was watching um, just one of our local news channels and I saw Kristen, who is the nurse for the transplant program. I saw her on the TV and I was like, well, that's interesting. So I asked my husband, I was like, what do you think about that? You know? And he said, sure, like see what they say. So I reached out and they said, well, you're too young, you know, because back then they were looking for donors like 40 to 65 and I was 34 at the time. And they're like, yeah, you know, you're too young. And I was just like, okay. So I just kind of, I sent my email, put it out there. I said, if you change your mind, let me know. But being a mom is like the one thing that a woman can do that, you know, men can't do, which yeah, they could try, but it yeah. works. So. <laughs> man flu. <laughs> man flu. I don't know. And, and I think that women who will go to lengths like this, to be a mom, deserve to be a mom. And if I could help someone try to be a mom, then I was all in. Does that That's answer your question? That's awesome. <laughs> Does that answer your question? I just, because being, being a mom for me, like it's not, it's not the, the one thing that I identify with, but me being a mom also makes me who I am. And so knowing that, someone else could carry their own baby and deliver their own baby and hold their own baby. I was all in. And it was new, right? Like it only been done in Sweden and yeah, it was new. Let's do this. I'm down 100%. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Can I just well, say I have chills from the top of my head to my toes. <laughs> and I kind of want to say the same thing and coming from a personal perspective, it just, it makes me feel so good for the person that you helped 
who I don't even know who it is. I went through so many rounds of IUI and IVF and I was done after my you know, it was like my fourth try at IVF. I couldn't physically, emotionally, I just couldn't do it anymore. It just kept failing. And to be told that your embryos kept dying and, you know, it, there was just so much that went into it emotionally. All I ever wanted to be was a mom and I was failing. And that was one of the hardest things I ever had to face. And luckily my then husband talked me into doing one more round of in vitro he said please just one more and if it doesn't work we'll go look into adoption and i did that one more try and i had my daughter so <sighs> having been in that spot where you're right you know it's like there's a lot of women that don't want to be moms but mm -hmm. knowing that you want to be a mother and not being able to do it and knowing that as a woman that's the one thing you can do that nobody else can do and then you can't it's devastating it's crushing. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, you did, you gave me chills too. My husband's, I'm always like, eh, it's really not that big of a deal. And he's like, <laughs> no, it is such a big deal. And I'm like, but I don't really see it as a big deal. He's like, no. I'm sure that there's a lot of steps and tests that donors have to go through in order to get uh, be an eligible donor. What types of tests and screenings did you have to undergo? So I was my, so Baylor did 20 and I was number four. So the, the, things changed a lot after my surgery and everything else. I mean, by the end of it, they were doing laparoscopic. So their testing changed dramatically between my surgery and like number 20. But I had to have a lot of labs. Um, I had to have sonograms. I had to have MRIs to check blood flow. I had to have but just a lot of imaging and a lot of blood work. A lot of blood work. Um, and then they actually have a psychiatrist on staff as well who, you know, makes sure that you're either a crazy person or you've got your stuff together and, you know, okay, she's, we can let her do this. She's not out for fame and glory or whatever, which that's not really what they're, they just wanted to make sure that you knew exactly what you were doing like me, because at the time I was the youngest donor, that you know this is what you're giving up. Like, you're 34, what if something happens to your husband and all that stuff? And I was like, well, the next guy's out of luck because I've had my kids and I'm done. Like, yeah. I don't, I was just like no, we're just, we're not going there anymore. But it, it really wasn't as intense on me, I imagine, as it probably was on the recipient. But that's what I had to go through. I have no idea. I know that they changed a lot of things. Um, they did specific MRIs for the donors later in the trial to make sure that they could look at the blood flow to and from the uterus and all the vessels because apparently American women don't have great vessels <laughs> feeding and going away from their uterus. Uh, so it was kind of, that was really interesting. Did you grieve your uterus? And it's a weird question because like, your your uterus went to somebody else and it was still being put it was like still going to be used like i had um after i had my third kid i had to have a hysterectomy and i actually went through like a grieving process after it like it was like there's one thing to know like tubes are tied and i wasn't going to have any more children but then when i had my uterus removed and i could not ever have any more children it, there was a grieving process. I did not feel that way. Um, but then again, I knew that I, I mean, I had my kids and I knew I was, I knew I was done. So I think that probably mentally got me over any kind of grieving, but I have heard that before. Mm -hmm. I have heard people that, you know, were, they didn't, a, it wasn't their choice, you know, to get rid of it. They had to, for whatever reason, that it was really hard. And I was like, nope, you can have it. <laughs> 
Goodbye. How many, how many pieces do you want? Just leave my ovaries because <laughs> I don't want to go on hormones, right? But, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. But like I said, I, I, we knew that we were done having kids and I was not interested in the prospect of having any more kids. And so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. Yeah. That's the one thing when they get older and they're self-sufficient, you're just kind of like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't ever have to do this again. Yes. But luckily my, my sister had two sets of twins naturally. And then my best friend has two girls. And so she's still spitting out babies cause she's a lot younger than me. But, um, yeah, I get my baby fixes all the time, so there is no no. Yeah, you, I was gonna say you are surrounded with fertile women. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> since something in the water in Texas. <laughs> Don't come here. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so, how long was your surgery and recovery period that you had to prepare for? So, surgery was about eight hours. Um, mine was open. Yes, it was eight hours. They gave me a nerve block. And so legitimately I had no pain. <laughs> um, people think I'm, a, some people are like, you had nothing. I was like, no, I really had no pain. They gave me a PCA with Dilaudid, which I only used because hospital beds are God awful and you can't sleep in them. So my surgery was on a Thursday and I was, my mom stayed the night with me that night. And the next morning I got up and I said, all right, you ready for, to go take me for a walk? And she's like, you just had a major surgery yesterday. I said, I know. And I really like food. So I really want to get that all moving again so I can eat because liquid broth and all that garbage is just, oh, oh, it's so bad. So my surgery was a Thursday. I begged and begged and begged to take the catheter out. So on Monday morning, they took it out. I couldn't pee. So they had to put it back in and I had to go home with it. At least they let me go home. <laughs> I didn't care that it was with catheter. I just wanted to sleep in my own bed. I stayed at home that week. So I went home on a Monday, got the catheter out on Wednesday. I worked from home on Thursday and Friday, which remind, remember I have a desk job, so easy to do. And then I went back to work on Monday, the following Monday. Wow. I know it's, I'm a crazy person, but I, I, I told the surgeon, I said, here's the deal. I can either sit at home on the couch or I can sit at my desk at work because I kind of need my PTO for Christmas that's <laughs> and they make me take it. So I need, I need that for that. And uh, he goes, as long as you're doing what I asked you to do, I don't care where you recover, just follow my rules. And that's good. So literally though, because I have a probably eight inch incision on my belly, um, I was not able to do any exercise. So walking was the maximum thing I could do. I'm not going to lie about six to eight weeks in, I was lifting the laundry basket and I was pulling my kid up on my lap because he was three and he did not understand why mommy couldn't pick him up. <laughs> so, but overall my, my recovery was fairly good. It didn't take time for everything to kind of wake up from anesthesia and return back to normal. Um, but once it did, I mean, it was fine. I didn't really, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have any issues. I know some of the recipients did or the donors did. But I didn't have, I mean, it was smooth sailing. I would do it again if I had another uterus. <laughs> That's funny. So the day of the surgery, mm -hmm. you must have been having some kind of an emotion. So what was going through your head that day? Yeah, so that was, that was probably the only moment where I said, what the crap am I doing? Like, <laughs> am I sure I want to do this? Um, because up until then, it, I mean, it was real, but it wasn't real. You know what I mean? And it was, 
it was excitement. It was obviously some nerves. I've never had surgery before. And this was my first, my first go around and I picked a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, there was, yeah. I'm trying to remember that day. I was excited. I was really more excited than anything. And then I had that like 30 to 45 second of what am I doing? Cause I was doing really good with like working out and getting back in shape and I was having a good time and everything felt good. And I was like, I'm going to mess all this up, you know, 12 weeks off of everything. And, and then it was, I mean, as soon as the thought entered my head, it was, this isn't about me. This is about her. This is about giving her the chance that I signed up for, you know, I signed up to make sure that she gets this opportunity and she's taking a big risk too. So forget about it. Let's just, get this party started. <laughs> I know that you did not know the woman that was receiving your uterus. And one of the big things that stood out to me was that you two actually exchanged letters the day of the surgery. So if you don't mind, would you be willing to share those moments with us? Yeah, they are um, locked away in my bedroom. I apologize. <laughs> but it was, um, it was really funny because um, I told Kristen that morning, I said, in my rush to get here and to make sure that my children weren't at home alone because they were three and five, I totally forgot to, to grab any kind of stationery or not that I have a ton, but I have, you know, I was going to do something just to say, you know, hey, I'm so excited we're going on this journey together. Like, I'm really praying that everything goes well. Um, you've got a whole slew of people behind you praying and, you know, on our side so that this is a success. And, um, I, I gave it to Kristen, and when I woke up the next morning, I had a letter from my recipient, um, basically kind of just saying, like, I can't believe you would do this self selfless, and we we so appreciate what you're doing for us. You know, I don't remember. I haven't read them in a while. They make me cry. They're, she's she's really, really sweet, and she's a really good writer, and I always felt really stupid saying her thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're awesome. We're awesome. Anyway, um, but the the best part for me was, even though we didn't know each other, was still being able to exchange letters kind of throughout the process. So I probably got, you know, four or five throughout the whole, the whole time before we actually got to meet. And, and anytime she would send me one, I mean, I was immediately like reading it and I was writing back and, you know, but always delivering everything through our transplant nurse because, you know, <laughs> they don't let donors and recipients meet, um, especially if they're not, <laughs> mm -hmm. not in the beginning. So anyway, it was, I thought that that was really special. And I think according to Kristen that we were um, one of the few that kind of did that. And so it, I think it just helped us to have a, a good bond once we did actually get to meet, so. So fast forward a little bit now, and you received another letter from her down the road, and she told you she was pregnant. How yes. did that go? <laughs> we were across the street eating at our friend's house, <laughs> and I was sitting there reading the letters like, oh, I got a letter, I got a letter. <laughs> and um, so anyway, so we're all sitting at the table eating, and I'm just kind of like, I was like, and Clint, my husband looked at me like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, well, not us, but me, And I mean, just excitement. Like, 
it could not have been a better day getting that letter and reading it and just, oh, it was so exciting that, you know, it worked. It worked. Like, I knew, so Baylor had done a, really I kind of had done a press release saying that, you know, we've done four, um, only one of them has been successful. The first, or three of them had to be removed, but nobody told me which one was successful. And so I was trying to get the information from, Kristen and she was like, oh, well, yeah, no, it was yours. It was yours. Yours was successful. And so that in itself was great. And then getting that letter that, that she was pregnant, I mean, it was just like mind blowing, right? I mean, what I kind of had set out to do was taking place. It was unfolding before my eyes. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Being a living donor has to be just, I mean, it's so extra, you know what I mean? Just knowing that it's like, <laughs> You know, it's like a heart donor doesn't get to see the benefits of what they did. <laughs> I mean, you hope not, right? <laughs> right? So, but yeah, like seriously, living donors, they get the best of both worlds. It's like, yeah. I just gave you something great, but look, like you're happy. I'm happy. We're all happy. <laughs> It is, it's like an indescribable feeling. It really is. I'm reliving that day. It was such a great day. <laughs> then the next step of that is, can you tell us a moment when you found out that the transplant was officially successful, that the woman actually gave birth to a healthy baby? Yeah. <laughs> so I think there was a, well, I was, I was getting, I was kind of getting information that my recipient was telling Kristen that she could share it with me. And so, um, you know, while I didn't know everything, I didn't know day, I didn't, you know, all that stuff, but I knew it was kind of coming soon. And Kristen had texted me and said, we're doing this tomorrow. And I was like, I'm sorry, tomorrow? And so all, I, there was like no work getting done <laughs> because I was just, it's happening today. It's happening today. And just, it really is a hard, it's hard to describe because that was all I wanted. Right. I didn't care. Um, I didn't care if anything happened to me, which I kind of did because I have kids, but you know, I didn't care if anything happened. And I just, I just, I wanted it to be successful. I wanted her to have a baby and knowing that that was happening that day, I was just over the moon. And so my first question was, when do I get to meet her? <laughs> when does that take place? And Kristen's like, can you just pump the brakes for a minute? Because, you know, there's going to be some time, but that will happen. And I was like, okay, great. But yeah, just, just knowing that. And I mean, we were the first successful one in the U.S., which I don't really care about because it worked. It really doesn't matter if I was the first or the 20th or the 700th. I mean, it worked. What we set out to do worked. So what would you say is your most fulfilling moment throughout the entire transplant journey? It was really easy for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it was easy, right? I just, I donated an organ and I recovered and I was fine. And But the probably the best moment of the whole thing, I would say probably like three, right? Knowing that ours was successful, knowing that she was pregnant. And then obviously delivery day, which is a big deal, but um, getting to meet them was, I mean, it was like everything just came full circle and it was just, okay, this, this is, this is the moment, you know, and because nothing topped that moment, nothing, nothing. So you all have actually met face to face? Yes. Oh, that's nice. So I you got like, to meet the baby and yeah. everything. Yes, Aww. I got to hold him. It was the best. 
I feel like for me, that's what that moment would be like, this is all real. Like, it's all almost a dream. And then holding that baby and meeting that mom, it's like, okay, this was actually real. Like what I did was real and it was purposeful like, and yeah this whoa. is why I did this yes yes all while being super awkward in the very beginning too <laughs> you conversed via letter you know with this person but you you don't really know them so it's kind of like going on a blind date that's the only thing I can equate it to is you've talked to this person a few times you have all these emotions inside of you not really knowing what to do with them or how they're gonna how they're gonna come out um like am I gonna blow my head off am I gonna knock her over hugging her like mm-hmm. it's just all this stuff and um and it is it's just kind of awkward like you walk in and there was like 50 people in the room not really there was like 20 people in the room and you walk in and you see them and you're like okay that's them what am I supposed to say am I supposed to say hi uh congratulations I mean it's it's just this what type of energy do you want from me moment but then literally kind of time a couple you know minutes pass 20 30 whatever and people who really don't need to be there leave and then you're left with you know me and my husband and them and it's just it it was just really like we had known each other forever it was it was really nice to just sit and talk and I got to hold him the whole time and I did not want to leave (laughs) I was like we have to go pick up our kids and I was like but but I don't, I don't want to go. <laughs> I was like, can you go get them and all you can pick me up later? He was like, no, that's a long drive. Like, we're not <laughs> but it, you know, there was, there was the promise of getting to see each other again. So that's that worked out really well. Yeah. So our last question is what would you say to women who are struggling with infertility and, or what would you say to someone considering being a donor? Well, 100% be a life donor. Just do agree. it. Be a- Be a good human. Be a good human. Whether you're saving a life, donating an organ to create life. um, I mean, do it. You can't take it with you. (laughs) If it's healthy, let somebody have it. Uh, The way science has progressed, recovery is hardly anything anymore. Um, Especially, I mean, you know, for the donor, uh, it's definitely a lot more work on the recipient. Um, And if you're struggling with infertility, don't give up. There's a way. It may not be the way you thought it was going to be, but there's a way to make it happen. So, yeah, I second that. Don't give up. I'm proof. <laughs> don't give up. And you're proof. Don't give up. And I'm, I'm just so excited to hear that this is even a thing because I didn't know. I had never. Oh, really? No, I had never ever heard of this before. Katie called me and told me, and I was like, "What?" Because you know what? There was you know, my daughter is almost 18. So, you know, we're going back 18, 19, 20 years ago is when I was going through all this. So, um, I don't know if it wasn't a thing then, you know, but I had never heard of it then when I was struggling with fertility, Uh, but yeah, I agree with you totally. Never give up on your dream because if it's your dream, go for it with everything you've got. And absolutely. I think that you are a wonderful human being for doing what you did. And I'm sure that your u- uterine, uteri, u- <laughs> <laughs> your recipient of your uterus, <laughs> I'm sure she would think that you say that you were a wonderful human being as well for doing this. And I think that your kids and your husband have a very special person in their life. So. They're my special people, so. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for doing this with us. We really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, y'all actually got some questions that I hadn't had before. So that was oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Y'all, y'all's work is definitely way more important than mine. So y'all stay safe out there. And 